Hello, Foot Clan, and welcome to Wild Pitch Podcast, episode 28. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, the executive producer, the best in the business, the commissioner, the giant slayer himself, the kid for the win, the great Matt Wentz. What's up, buddy? I am doing well. Uh, you know, excited. We got two weeks left. And uh, it looks like this thing's going to finish. I mean, it really does. So it is exciting times. Uh, I'm, I'm in the hunt. Uh, I'm doing well. It's crazy to think, you know, you know, going back almost to March and thinking about this and uh, thinking about how was the season going to start. And originally I'm saying, what, it'd be delayed by possibly two weeks and then just all the circumstances. And then we they finally agreed on the 60 games, and then we get going in this, and then we get the Miami Marlins uh, uh, COVID outbreak, and then we're like, it's over with. Like, like that was one week, and then we're, it's really, you know, it doesn't seem like it's been almost five weeks ago, but uh, it's crazy that we are at this point so i'm very excited and i think you're right it's been been a very up and down season there's been days when it was like hey it's gonna happen and then the next day oh it's gonna happen (laughs) so yes (laughs) uh but i'm glad we're having it as crazy as it is and everything it's been a, a blessing and you know pain in the butt at times but uh you know we're here and i think it's gonna finish out um our co our co- uh, guest tonight is the numbers man, the man that can plan a fantasy football draft better than anyone I know. He is Uncle Memo himself. How are you doing, Uncle Memo? Hey, I'm doing very well. Love love your show. Happy to be here today, y'all. And uh, talking about my first place team, but we'll get to that later. Absolutely. I'm sure. <laughs> Absolutely, and Memo, we love your suit. I'm glad you've been a long time listener. So we definitely love your suit for sure. All right, today's podcast, we'll have our, me and Maddie will have our double play news. We'll have Memo's guest topic, and then we will talk about week five and preview week six. But before we get to that, we, Maddie, what's up with Google Docs? So uh, Google Docs is updated. I think uh, for the most part, it's only like missing two or three um, editions. Um, I sent out that text on Sunday, I believe. Um, so that's where it's at. Um, but yeah, so it, it's pretty much updated. I will have to say, I know we're going to get into this uh, later. Just everyone keeping uh, track of your money. Uh, you know, make sure you know what you got. There's definitely a couple teams that have uh, $3 or less um, or $4 or less, $5 or less. So Oh, yeah, I'm looking at it. There's at least four teams with $5 or less. So just keep an eye on it. And, uh, you know, if you see something that's different, let me know. And we can go from there. So, As always. And I just, I, I just want to say, yes, uh, I do appreciate everyone's gesture the other day. Um, the nice little uh, – bo- uh, the nice bottle of whiskey. Um, I've already had some. It, it is delicious. Uh, and I uh, appreciate it very much. Uh, brought me to tears. You guys are awesome. I don't want to say I know there's a bobblehead on my way too, so much much appreciated. I, I, I'm humbled by that that uh, that uh, that gesture so much. Thank you. Yeah, I'm glad uh, 
You're doing good, and we as the league just wanted to show your, our appreciation for everything you do. And we know it's been a rough couple of weeks for you, months, so we just wanted to uh, show our appreciation. And I can't wait to see this bobblehead, uh, PJ, yeah. pictures he picked and how it turns <laughs> out. So we look forward to seeing that when that arrives. But I'm glad you're enjoying the whiskey and, and the stogies. So thank you again. Uh, we're getting our double play news. Maddie, uh, you want to talk about the trade uh, deadline in MLB and how it affects uh, our fantasy teams? Yeah. Um, so there's definitely been a, a lot of trades that have gone on. And uh, I know we had a lot of different topics, and the memo kind of brought up that we should kind of talk about this. And I got the trade tracker up here. I didn't write any of it down. So um, if you guys are right, I'll kind of just go over them, and then we can kind of, um, you know, I think I'll do the ones that are relevant and then you guys can kind of talk about them. Um, the first one that I thought was maybe quote unquote relevant is that the blue Jays get Robbie Ray and, um, um, uh, Taiwan Walker, uh, you know, to pair with their, you know, awesome uh, rotation of, uh, Ryu and Chase Anderson. That's a joke. Um, but I think it opens the door up for people like uh, Goslin to start, Alex Wood to start, even though he's kind of like injured. Um, and then, you know, I know Robbie Ray was just picked up uh, and Tyron Walker's already available. But what do you guys think about that one? Yeah, I, I, um, I think it's a, a move for Toronto. Um, I think it, you know, Robbie Ray it's, might help him. And what was the other guy? Tyron Walker. Tyron Walker. I think he was just kind of someone that needed a, a new venue. Didn't Toronto also get a, a Ross Strickland too? If you, uh, yeah, uh, they, they got him too. Um, I kind of left him out because I didn't think he was that right. Rough. But yes, they did. <laughs> they did. So it looks like you know again, it's more pieces for Toronto to be uh, building for the future with their young. You know, Bubble Shad and your boy Vlad Jr. and and Biggio and that. So it's in a Pearson. So um, I think it was a good move for both teams. Um, obviously, we saw what Robbie Ray did last year in the in the playoffs and that. So I think it's going to help both. You know, in um, Taiwan Walker, I think he's needed a new venue. Kind of always been struggling up there in Seattle with all the hype. Maybe it a new venue would give him a little uh, restart the button for him, maybe. Yeah, I kind of wish yeah, Tony Goslin is the guy that I just, on the other side of it, sorry, Memo, I just wish, kind of wish I didn't have to, didn't give him up to Gus, but go ahead, Memo. I was going to say that, like, Robbie Ray this year is, is much different from Robbie Ray last year, so hopefully getting him in a new setting will be good. Yeah. I, I do think that uh, the Blue Jays made another interesting piece getting VR, which obviously affected me a little bit, but I, I got to see that the closer value going up slightly. Um, so I see more goodness that's basically coming from them. Um, it, it's interesting to me. I think VR going to Toronto, I, I don't like, look, he, he could run all day if he wanted to in Miami because it didn't matter. But now that the Blue Jays are independent and their manager isn't very uh, speedy centric, but who knows? He's, he's indoors now. So that's going to make his time from first to second a little bit better too. So he's not, it's, uh, it's I'm a little out, bit concerned. Too, yeah, Buffalo's outdoors. 
Oh, that's right. It's their outdoors. Yeah. yeah so I'm, I'm hosed. It was terrible for me. <laughs> it's not, that, that negatively impacted my field. It's not. Actually, uh, when Boba shows there, he was running like wildfire. Like he had five stolen bases before he got injured. I, I think it's fine. I, I just don't know if he's going to play every day like he did in Miami. But even I think when he plays, it's I, – I don't know. I think it's a better lineup, I would, I would, I would think. I don't know. But – We'll see. I I, I I don't think it's a plus negative or I mean I don't I don't see it as a negative or a I, I think it's a it's a wash. Uh-huh. I did forget about that one too. Sorry. Well, you're the best in the business, so I'll go with whatever you say, good sir. Yeah. Uh, that, that that I was going to talk about that trade actually later on because it was like involving a little. It was a three team trade. One is you yeah. love those mental. I do. I love yeah. three ways. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I, I love this saying. So, so this other one, we're not going to talk about it, but Rockies acquire Pilar from the Red Sox. And it says he's lost a step, um, but the Rockies are somewhat desperate as Garrett Hampson just hasn't hit. And they had, I mean, Garrett Hampson in the last like four or five like times he's got to actually play, he's either got a, a run and RBI, a home run, or a stolen base in every game. And David Dahl's injury and Sam Hilliard's inaccuracy, I'm like, they just don't play anybody. They just love old, you know, guys that have been around forever. That's why they Boston. I mean, not Boston. Uh, Colorado is one of the just most frustrating, frustrating organizations there is out there. I feel like these guys just like. They just don't know what they're doing. And I'm not saying that they need to play Garrett Hampson every day and he can do what he wants to. But, I mean, I was just looking at Ryan, Ryan, Ryan Tapia. They have him playing. He has, like, an OPS of, like, under, like, I think it's, like, under, like, 500. And, like, he's a leadoff guy. I don't know. So, we're not going to talk about that one. Yeah, uh, the Cubs got it. Yeah. The Cubs got a couple left-handed, uh, some southpaws and Camber Mabin. Uh, whatever, it's not really fantasy relevant. The big trade that uh, the, the three-person trade is so the the Marlins are buying and selling at the same time. The Marlins are pulling a Gus. Um, so the Mar- <laughs> the Marlins got uh, Starlin Marte from the Diamondbacks for Caleb Smith and uh, some other dude, um, and then they sent Jonathan VR to the Blue Jays. So that was interesting. I, 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 that's just, I don't even know. I, that one just came out of left field for me. Um, we talked about uh, VR, but Sean's got Marte. What do, you, what do you think of that? Yeah, I was, and they, what they said, didn't they say like this isn't a rental either? Like they plan on, I don't know if that was true, but they plan on like, like signing them or at least making an offer, which I was shocked. That was I, when I read that, I'm like, but yeah, that one was kind of left field, you know. Uh, I don't know. Well, don't Marte know signed through twenty twenty one, so they got it. They got another year on him. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I sort of feel like Marte down the, the 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 Miami doesn't have a good offense whatsoever. It's uh bad, and it's going to be hard for a a player like that who's been sort of at the peaks of you know, pennant chases at some point to go down and, and kind of struggle there for the rest of the year. So I was kind of happy to see it from a fantasy perspective because I don't have to play him. Uh, I think it hurts for whatever team that he's on. Uh, actually, I think one part of that trade that sort of Im- impacted me a little bit is Caleb Smith, who had 
I think 10 Ks per nine last year, a struggle with some control, but him potentially going to a pennant chase coming back, maybe working on the bullpen. Once he comes back all the way, it might be a, might be a healthy thing for me. Yeah, maybe. I, I don't know if he's going to start. I don't know if he's going to be in that rotation though. No, I don't think so. But I think having him come in in the late innings, uh, he might actually wind up being in a different role from what I was hearing about. So, We'll see where it, where it winds up, but it sounds like they're going to try to use them if it gets uh, tight down the stretch. So it'll be interesting to see how they use them. But sure. I'm, I'm happy to have him on my team. And, you know, he was on the IL all year. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know if he's going to take over the closer role or anything, but, yeah, they, they could get some I, – I don't know. I just he – has, he hasn't done anything, right? He, he has been an IL the whole year, right? Yeah, he, he started opening day, I think, went like five innings or something like that. Yeah. And then Ben, he he got COVID, and then he was just gone. Uh, but should be, I guess he was just started throwing some bullpen sessions. Should be coming back pretty soon. Sure. Uh, the A's swinging a deal with the Rangers for Miner. Uh, they got Mike Miner. Uh, I don't know if he's on the team, to be honest. But uh, I thought that was interesting. The A's, you know, are particularly good at pitching. So I would think that you know Mike Miner going there should 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 be good for him. Uh, yes, he led uh, AL pitching in war in 2019. Uh, it's a different story, of course, in 2020. He's a 0-5. I think it's like a 5-plus ERA. Uh, but, you know, who knows? Maybe, a, you know, again, a different type of scenery. Could do him well. Uh, so we'll see. What do you guys think? I agree with you. He's, you know, he's been – he's he had a good outing – Last week, Chris had him, of course, against me. He had a good outing, but uh, he's been he hasn't been really good before that. So, like you said, you know, the A's been notorious for uh, reviving, making guys look really good at starting pitching. So, um, we'll see. Um, yeah, the same way. I think sometimes putting a pitcher, you know, he's going from the Rangers who aren't really that much of anything going to the A's, you know, maybe sparks them up and uh, changes how he does some things. It, it's weird how that happens in baseball. And it's cool in a compacted season, how much it matters. Yep. Uh, one of the biggest trades, I think, uh, Cleveland, they got a six-player return for Clevenger. Um, and that uh, was with the Padres. Dude, that Padres general manager, he's a wheeling and dealing type of guy, man. Um, so Cal Quantrill, who I like a lot, Josh Naylor, Austin Hedges, uh, Gabriel Arias, and Joey something another, Owen Miller, all went back to the Indians. Um, I think Quantrill is kind of, you know, may, maybe Austin Hedges too, but I kind of see Quantrill as like the kind of the lead guy in that uh, deal. He's been really well, uh, 2-0 and with a 2.6 ERA. In 10 appearances, uh, I mean, I think Cal Quantrill on almost any other team probably would be a starter, like a, you know, a five, uh, fit, you know, number five starter. Just the Padres depth is ridiculous. So, honestly, I, I think this is going to bump someone else out of their um, lineup. This also makes me kind of wonder about uh, Gore. Like, they, they didn't bring him up, and now they trade for an ace. Like, Gore's not coming up, and there, there might be something wrong with that guy. Or maybe not. Or maybe they just don't want to bring him up. I, I really don't know. I have no idea. I'm just speculating. But um, what do you guys think? Uh, 
you got the crazy hippie guy that thinks he's like better than everybody else um, going to uh, uh, um, uh, Sunshine State in San Diego. Yeah, I was. I knew they were mentioned. The White Sox were mentioned in the the teams that are interested in them. But I know, obviously, the asking price was going to be ridiculous. Obviously, as you can see, what uh, Cleveland got back in return. I'm sure you know Cleveland wanted to go outside the division for sure, not with the White Sox. And uh, I know the asking price was a ton, and I know the Sox didn't want to do it. Um, I think it's a you know, him going there and like what you said about um, um, Gore, that's it's, it's, it's a good question to ask, you know, but, um, you know, they're going to be, they have a lot of young pieces in San Diego and uh, it's going to be interesting to see how he pitches outside of uh, Cleveland if he's able to pitch as well. He goes, you know, we know how Cleveland is. But this trade really made me happy. I know it made Dave really happy, but it made me happy. Now he gets Plesak, uh into the rotation now because apparently they didn't have a spot for him because they were pissed at him. But uh, I think it's it'll be interesting how he does. But um, I think it's a good trade for, obviously, both organizations. But I think Clevenger is going to – he should benefit from being with a great offensive team for sure. Yeah, for me, Cleveland did well. They opened up a spot, which they needed to do. They got outfield help, which it seemed like they needed. Like, believe it or not, like you, you, you didn't really know his name, but Josh Naylor. Like, I like him. I've I've read some good things. I didn't scout him like Gus when he was in <laughs> high school, very awkwardly in the bushes. But one of the things that did happen, like the kid can rake. He's got good power. He hits for average. He was just he couldn't possibly play in the Padres outfield. Wasn't getting enough at bats, but I think you get that kid on a team, give him some at bats, and his splits are kind of uh, jacked up. But like, I think the kid actually has a pretty decent chance. Um, so I mean, interesting to see what he is. I don't think he's quite worth a fantasy dollar yet, but uh, you can put it here first. Like, if if he's still around, he does anything the rest of this year, I'll definitely take a peek at him next year and get him as a, a very deep prospect. I think he's like twenty eight. Yeah, the, the kid, he's older for sure. But it, one of the things about him is that he, 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 he rakes. He's raked everywhere. It's just he, he's not good enough to rake in that outfield in, in San Diego. He's a, he's an old, little bit older prospect, but like he's been around and he, the kid can hit. Like I just, I don't know. I, I was looking at him before. He's just the right mix of just about everything. Yeah. Well, I mean, it says he's going to go. Uh, right into the outfield. It's so funny. Like uh, Cleveland has literally in the last two years have gotten like five or six outfielders. Every time you read a trade about Cleveland, it says the exact same thing. Oh, so-and-so is going to be slotted right into their outfield. And next year they get someone else. He's going to be slotted right into their outfield. <laughs> they just, and haven't they got like four guys from San Diego? I feel like, I don't know. Um, yeah. It's, it's, there's definitely some prospects that they keep getting in and keep failing, but here's another one that's a, a, a decent shot for it. Yeah. Like, it'll be interesting to see where he goes. Um, so I'm, what I'm going to do is uh, I'm just going to read off the rest of them, and then if you guys want to stop and talk about one, we can do that. I will say, though, uh, uh, Bradley, 
the Archie Bradley, the closer of Arizona, did go to the Reds. I, I did see that. I, I, I forgot to mention that. So Cal Quantrill, um, not Cal Quantrill, um, Caleb Smith, maybe yeah. being a possibility as a closer in Arizona, it could be a possibility if that's what uh, you saw memo or if you saw some, some conversation about that. So that could be a possibility. Uh, Mets had a trade. Uh, Castro, Miguel Castro from the Orioles and catcher Robinson Trinos. Uh, I don't know. It doesn't really matter. How about that? Huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, David Phillips, uh, Phil, uh, uh, Milwaukee got David Phillips from from the Brewers. And Robbie Ray go to the Blue Jays. We talked about that. Uh, Minor, Padres. Uh, the Padres keep dealing. They got Austin Nola from the ends. I thought that was interesting. Uh, they, and then the Padres got catcher Castro from the Angels for a minor league reliever. The Rockies added bullpen depth in Givens. Uh, the Cubs landed Martinez, uh, DH from the Rays. I thought, I, think I, thought, I thought that was a I was, he was one of the few often big offensive uh, players. You know, I know he's hasn't done much, but He's, you know, I thought that was a decent move for the Cubs for the future, um, but it was definitely pitching heavy for sure. It wasn't. He was probably yeah. the biggest offensive name moved. I think. No, I, VR. I think Mitch Moreland. Moreland, okay. VR or Mitch Moreland? I honestly, I just, I mean, I don't think Mart- like Mart- Martinez got traded to um, from San from the Cardinals to Tampa Bay for like some stud supposedly prospect uh, arm guy that was like, like just drafted the year before. And like, I was reading up on him the other day and he had done nothing. It's hard to, to see, you know, it's hard to read something nowadays with the whole, you know, minor league yeah. camp everyone has and actually get a good idea of what really, what is really happening. But I've heard that guy's not doing well. Right. And Jose Martinez has done nothing. I mean, I think he's got 10 RBIs at two home runs. Um, yeah, two home runs and 10 RBIs in 24 games. So, what do you know? That right now. But I don't know. I think he's just bench depth. Uh, the Braves got uh, Malone. I thought that was pretty good. He's uh, He's been doing okay, Tommy Malone. Uh, San Diego adds Pop again. Dude, these guys just keep going. They got Mitch Moreland. I don't know what they're going to do. They have like four guys that could off platoon at, at first base. It's freaking hysterical. Um the Padres got also uh, Rosenthal, who sounds like it's going to be their closer. Um, and then the A's, I thought that they added uh, Tommy LaStella. So for uh, prospect Franklin Barreto, that's, uh, that's not bad. Uh, let's see. White Sox land uh, Dyson, not bad. Yeah. Uh, Blue Jays, Walker. I think that's it. Did you want to talk about any? I'm going to – I think Memo jumped off, so yeah. pick one, talk about it for a second so I can get Memo back on. Yeah. I like – I thought, you know, the Sox getting Dyson. I know he they brought him up the other day. Um, I thought that was, you know, a good move. I was kind of wondering if they what they were going to do, if they were – you know, because, you know, if they felt like this is the year they could buy and make the rush. But uh, I'm kind of glad they didn't uh, go – Super crazy because I think they have a chance with this team. They didn't have to go crazy. I think next year would be the year for them to make a stronger move. And that, you know, but uh, I know 
But I thought Dyson was a good move for them. And like you said, San Diego just keeps and they're they're loaded. They they definitely loaded up for sure. Yeah, they were talking about this, and we can kind of end it on this, I guess, if Memo doesn't get back on. But San Diego has um, – they've what, had about two or three years of rebuilding, you would say, right? Yeah. And acquiring different type of prospects over the the last two or three years, and they finally, you know, have been looking good. You know, they, they have been. They've just been looking good. And this is a time that, you know, most teams just start selling off and, you know, get rid of their young guys and – pick up some pieces that will help you for this year, you know, that's exactly what they're doing. So it looked like a contending team. They were saying how the White Sox should have done a lot what the Padres did because the White Sox are in the similar type of vein where they're a contending team and they're just at the end of their rebuilding uh, years. So um, I, I kind of thought the, the White Sox would have done more to be honest. So I think this memo, we were just, Finishing it up, Memo, the, uh, Don talks about the White Sox trade um, to get um, Dyson. And I was just saying how the Padres uh, basically have, you know, stockpiled some good talent, and now they're looking good, and now they're trading away to get pieces for this year to win it, and how the White Sox maybe could have done the same thing. That's That was the last thing I said. Yeah, I think one thing about the White Sox is they didn't want to give up young talent for a crapshoot. Um, especially if I were them – with the labor sh- strike that's going to happen next year, I wouldn't give up any young controllable talent just because you don't know what's going to happen. Uh, it sucks. Like from a business perspective, I absolutely understand it. Um, and maybe getting a picture with a year worth of control, like they were looking at for a Clevenger or like Lance Lynn, uh, those made sense. But from a pure Jerry Reinsdorf, it's kind of cheap perspective. Um, I-, I get it. And I understand why they didn't do what they did. Uh, I also got to tell you that the, the young Sox pitching, uh, Dunning, just did such an outstanding job that I, I sort of feel like there might be enough internal stuff to have some fun. So we'll see. All right. And then uh, yeah. I know you kind of hinted at it with your Google that updates, but uh, I took the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven teams that have, are in it as of now and what they have left. Um, you got your, you got Scotty, yourself, PJ, Sean, myself, the first place team, Uncle Memo, and Max. Scotty has $21. You have 14 Then myself and Max have 7 This was, I checked Google Docs as of tonight. And then PJ with three, Sean with four, and Memo with a dollar. Obviously, you and uh, Scotty are by far ahead, miles ahead of everyone else that's contending right now of the, of the other five teams. You two are by far ahead of us. Memo's got a dollar. The first place team has one dollar. If you know that could come to bite him in the, the back end, PJ's got $3. So it's going to make it very interesting. Uh, the ones, the other ones of us that are going to make it uh, with, the cash flow with you with you and scotty having all that money yeah and i'll even update it further is that pj actually would have uh two dollars because he bid on a guy and i bid on two guys so i'll have 12 and scotty bid on one guy so he should have a dollar less than 21 he should have 20 dollars. so 
Scotty got has about eight dollars. He has eight dollars more than me. Um, so me and him both have at least some money going into the last two weeks. Um, but yeah, it is. Uh, you need money. The last two years, the teams that did not have money did not make it into the last round. PJ, for example, I played PJ and I had six dollars left. I spent four of it just so I could string pitchers on him, and it made all of the difference. And I could got into the playoffs. I mean, I got into the final game um, against Scotty, and Scotty had eight dollars left going into that last game, and he uh, he won because he picked up Robbie Ray and uh, uh, fucking uh, Garrett. I mean, the, the Hampson. Hampson got him two stolen bases, and Robbie Ray pitched him a gem. So I mean, that's literally what won it for him. So money's you need some money. It's interesting. It's really interesting to see. Yeah. yeah. Memo, you got a dollar memo. Yeah, for me, I had I had to get to the point where I could be in the playoffs. So the people that I broke, that I picked up, helped me. And it's just, I, I wouldn't, I'd, I could be in fourth or fifth place on the outside in with five or six dollars, but kind of choose to spend my money a little bit earlier and uh, kind of drive for it. Um, and I got lucky, like the, the, some of the guys I picked up have been great. I've uh, been unlucky too. Some of them, everyone I traded for basically is on the IL. Um, but I picked up that kid from Cincinnati. Jesse Winker. Hello. Memo. I think we lost him. Wow. So he's connected. I, I, yeah. I, I was going to ask him. I mean, like some of the, Ads he's made, like, like just looking at, you know, back in the beginning of this month. Um, uh, well, not even, let's say, like, going even back, well, oh, I guess the beginning of this month, there's some of the guys he added, like uh, Kyle Freeland, uh, Ross Detweiler, uh, Evan Marshall. Um, let's see. Uh, at least those kind of, that, that's $3 there and, Guys that really haven't done much for him, or maybe they have, but I don't know. And then, like, picking up Matt Kemp, who knows? Well, yeah, but, uh, I, I screwed up. Done, he, he, uh, sorry. Oh, I, you're there? Oh, yeah. Uh, apparently, that, that last rant about Winkler basically dropped off, but I, I couldn't have made it as far as I did to this point if I didn't get to uh, – if I didn't pick up some guys. And I, I wasted some money. I blew some good money. Um, but quite frankly – I've got a lead with two weeks to go and I'd much rather be in first place with two weeks to go. Um, I'm not ever going to really win case once this year and I'm probably not going to okay. win quality starts. So uh, it, my team is built on so other stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're, you're sitting pretty. So, uh, I mean, I guess you got to, to win, to win it, you got to make the playoffs. So that's what you've done. If you put yourself in, in a good spot to make the playoffs, so definitely a good spot. Kind of sideways into Memo's guest topic. Who's making the playoffs, team building, and what Memo did? So, Memo, take it away. So, just looking at the schedule and what's left, um, I'm kind of interested in your takes to see who, who, who will make it. For me, I feel like I'm pretty much a lock. Um, it, it'd be pretty hard. If Dom goes easy on me this week, which so far hasn't. We'll talk about that later. But even if Dom spanks me, I have to drop literally four people to get out. And my last week is so, such an easy schedule. So I think I'm in. Um, I do think Scotty 
and his team is probably going to do pretty good. His his last week's schedule, his last week is actually a little bit rough, but uh, I do think that he'll he'll make it in sliding through. And actually, here's I, I actually think Sean is going to somehow back into it. Um, he just seems like he's going to get through. And then, of course, I'm going to pick uh, between you two guys. Uh, it'll probably be Dom, but I don't know, man. It's going to be very, very close on it. Very close. I'd be willing to put five dollars on. Who, to see who's, who's who did you the, say? The, you said you said you and Scott and who else? Dom and Sean. Wow. So that you you so I'm in second place. Sean's playing me. He's four and a half games behind. He would have to like essentially like go ten and zero on me. PG would have to lose like substantially. That means, and then that would probably put Sean in that top spot. And then Dom would have to pretty much win out against you. Because if you crush him, then he's pretty much out of it. So yeah, you're saying my, you're going to lose this week? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, you'll hear it later. I think Dom beats me this week. You know, I, I actually just think that my team is not uh, vibing right now on pitching. So, And my matchups for this week aren't actually particularly good uh, for, for my pitchers. But I actually think the next two weeks for it, if I could cruise into the playoffs. There's only one, week. There's only one more week after this. Oh, I'm talking about the playoffs, kid. Like, my team's already going to be in it, so I'm not really looking just at this week. I'm looking at the week after and the week after that. Like, as a first-place team, you have to look at these kind of things, Maddie. I know it's been a while for you. <laughs> well, in the same aspect, though, if you think that Dom's going to beat you this week and Scott's going to make it, if Dom – does beat you and Scotty is, you know, does what he should do against Niz. And we'll talk about that later. You have a good shot of not making the playoffs. You, you'd be on the outside looking in maybe. Yeah. I, I actually could it's be in fourth, for sure. I could be a fourth or fifth place going into next week, but my next week matchup is against Chris. Love you, Chris. If, I know you're a long time listener as well, um, but it, I'll be Probably. fine. Yeah. I'll be fine. Okay. I'll, I'll be on the back end through. Yeah. We'll see. I don't know about Sean. I mean, Sean would have to really. Well, Sean's got you. I mean, if then he gets yeah, I mean, my, my personal opinion, it's going to be me or PJ. I think either one of us really probably should make it from that side of it. And then I think it's Memo, Don, and Scott. So those are the five teams. Um, I mean, I, um, after that, the, the next person that, that's a possibility would be Sean or Max. Um but I just think that with only, you know, two weeks left and them both being four and a half, five games out, I just don't think there's enough room for them to make it up. But, uh, I mean, I guess anything's possible. I just look at, um, you know, where everyone else is sitting. So those are the five teams that I think have a shot. Um, but, yeah. yeah. I think everyone's kind of in a similar boat. You know, I got Ken, this, I got Memo this week and – I got Ken. Memo's got Sean, uh, Chris next week. Sean's got Gus next week. You get Max. Uh, PJ gets Scotty. So, like, you know, it's it's going to be these two weeks are definitely going to be big weeks for sure. I think everyone's got one tough one and and one lighter one. So it's going to be how this the tough ones go. I think is what it's going to come down to. In terms of my, my team and my philosophy, how to build it, 
you guys are, are experts at what you do. You've been calling it out all year. My team is very sneakily balanced. Um, I try not to go too much in, in one way or one direction or the other. Uh, but if you, if you look through the team, I, I think from my out, third base shortstop outfielders and utilities, I don't have a guy lower than 60 in terms of ranking. Um, if you include Mitch Moreland, which I don't really – like he's going to drop out, but whatever. Um, he would be even one beyond that. Um, and I still have a Abreu and VR, which have been you know pretty pretty decent. VR not so much, but Abreu has been a stud. Um, but I try to go for balance. I just try to go for guys that can get hot. I actually did look to see uh, wh- how people hit in the latter half of the year because I knew the first half uh, – some people historically – have splits in terms of the season and cold weather versus warm weather. Um, and, and I went very, very hard in the paint to try to get certain guys. Um, I traded for Castellanos because of what he did before. I purposely drafted uh, Ramirez and Abreu because they almost always have good second halves. Um, I, I was trying to be as strategic as possible as I could get into it. And then the from pitching from a pitching standpoint, I went as hard as I could because I was watching you Darvish on Twitter and he just seemed so into it. He was the pitcher I saw that just seemed the most intense in terms of what it was. Um, so I was very, very happy to get there and uh, had a friend help me out to get Kyle Hendricks and make that recommendation. And even though it's about 80% of the time, he's been great. Uh, 20% of the times he sucks, but for the rest of it, it's, it's been pretty, pretty good. I've gotten four quality starts from that cat. Um, and then when Kyle Freeland, there's always a pitcher at the beginning of the year that basically does a fantastic job. And sometimes you get him, sometimes you don't. I just got lucky and picked the dude up. He's not great K per nine or anything like that, but he's gotten me six quality starts for a good Rockies team. And that's just helped me have a very, very, very balanced attack. And it's been uh, pretty good. Yeah, I think, I mean, I mean, unless I'm completely wrong, We've talked about your team quite a bit and just, you know, how, how good it is and I, that we do like it. I mean, I think me and Don talked about it that one time where you had uh, – we talked about having uh, players like a Nick Castellanos and a Michael Conforto and, um, you know, uh, I, mean, I thought Yohan Makata too. Um, but having players like that that have had some pedigree and have had their – like, you know, their – you know, haven't really – excuse me, haven't had really their time in the sun, if you will, um, until this season. Both those guys, uh, at least Cassianos and Conforto, doing very, very well for you. Um, crazy to see uh, Conforto's freaking OVP in the 430 range or whatever it is. Um, but your offense is doing really well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we talk about your team, I would say at least – in a very good light and that we like it a lot. So it's not, su- it's not surprising, at least for me to see your team, you know, in, in, in the run for the playoffs. Um, I, I will say though, like, you know, we don't have to get into too much, but some, some of the moves you do make, I will say boggle my mind. I mean, um, you know, and just talk about having money. There, you've picked up a lot of guys that you've dropped like right away. Um, like, you know, example, like, you kept Brandon Rogers on your team for I don't know how long, you know, not to say that that was extra money on your team, but at least the spot where you could pick somebody up, you know, you did drop uh, like, you know, Matt camp. I mean, we all, I've done it too. I'm not saying, you know, I'm not saying I'm perfect and what you're doing is completely wrong, but you know, but then you dropped Andrew McCutcheon. Like 
that one I don't get at all. Like that guy's actually been doing pretty well the last couple of weeks. He's a, I, maybe he's a guy, you know, he's just older. He's got to kind of keep it around. But um, besides a couple of small moves like that, team's dangerous team, you know? Yeah. So one of the things that I actually was thinking about is uh, there was enough people that I had two, two year contracts and $2 that I was able to uh, trade with the best in the business. You yourself for a four year. Um, and I took that money and invested in Jesse Winkler, put him on a two-year contract. I, I put in Austin Slater, who's been hurt, but that guy's been an OBPS machine and it gets steals, should be coming back. And I, I sort of figured, uh, I'm, I'm not, believe it or not, I'm not really playing that much for this year. Like, I, I didn't trade any of my AAA guys. I didn't trade any of my long-term contracts. I, I built an extremely solid team. Uh, at the deadline, some of those trades didn't work through, but... Like I kept Torkelson, I kept Vaughn, um, I kept the, the catcher from the Orioles, and and I'm trying to build, uh, rebuild. But when I had the opportunity to get value, I, I thought McCutcheon wasn't going to do enough for me to get anything. There was enough one dollar guys that were still top 100 players with good pedigrees, so I decided to go get those guys instead. Um, and they paid out for me. Like I think that if if I wind up getting to the playoffs and making a run, Winkler. Uh, Winker basically helped me so much that he, he was worth uh, the the dollars I wasted on Matt Kemp and the dollars I wasted here and there uh, to find a, a piece of gold like that. I think it was good. Sure. Actually, that's an interesting question, though, for you. So all your AAA guys, none of them have come up, right? For, for sure. I, I purposely picked AAA guys that weren't expected to come up. Like, I I, I went hard at, so at you're, you're, But next year, you're going to put yourself in the same situation that you were – to start this year where you had two guys on your team that were just empty. They're, they are going to have to be on your bench spot or you're going to have to buy another triple A spot too. Yeah. yeah. And I've, every year I buy them and I'll probably buy them again. Uh, I what, triple that, a spots? Yeah. I've, 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 at one point I had six triple A spots a couple of years ago. I'm not afraid. I am not afraid. Yeah. But one of the definitely things, not. Yeah. yeah one, I just, I think, I think one thing that is, if you look at your team and you kind of know what you do every year, it seems, and you know, don't take this the wrong way, but you kind of do waste money here and there. Like, um, so if you're saying you're going to buy a triple A spot, I mean, a triple A spot is going to cost you five, six, $7. So you're talking, you're going to spend like Alex Kirloff, $4. So you're going to spend $4 on him next year, plus the five or $6 on that triple A spot. That's $9. You're going to spend on Kirloff for next year. You already spent $4 on him this year and he's done nothing for you. That's, that's a lot of money to spend on one guy that's done nothing for you. Uh, I, I guess I'd be curious. Did anybody ask you for any AAA guys, or were you looking to trade any of them? This yeah, past yeah some, some of them were, were asking about them. Uh, Torkelson came up a whole bunch. Vaughn came up a whole bunch. And I, I very flatly said, no, I'm not, not willing to do those. But if, if you look at the expectations of when these guys are coming up, like Kurloff should come up. I can't remember that catcher from the Orioles. His, he's targeted to probably a bunch come up next year as well. I, I've been kind of keeping tabs on him to see where it's at. Uh, but we'll see what happens in the offseason. And believe it or not, this is going to sound really weird. I don't know if there's going to be a season next year or it's going to get really screwed up with the labor. So I, I sort of feel like those guys can marinate for a very, very long time. And I'll be interested to see what happens. Uh, but I, I purposely went for big bats. Like Torkelson and Vaughn are, are the the crown jewels, I think. Like when those cats come up, I'm I'm not going to bring them up forever as long as I possibly can. 
Um, and I think there's going to be just extreme value there. I'm sitting on a gold mine, Maddie. I'm sitting on a gold mine. I'm making a dynasty for this next 10 years. You heard it here first. Yeah, I, I, I would just say that I think a guy that hits 35 home runs nowadays is like a dime a dozen, especially being a first baseman. I mean, that was the reason I traded away uh, uh, a polar bear to Dave is I wanted a shortstop that's going to steal him some bases and hit some home runs. And I thought, you know, that having some flexibility and that was way better than having a first baseman that's going to hit you 45 or, you know, 50 home runs. This is just the uh, 50 home runs. Yes, that does not grow in trees. But a, a first baseman that's going to hit you 30, 35 home runs. I mean, you can get that pretty much anywhere. And I'm not to say those two guys aren't the cream of the crop, which they are. It's just, I don't know. It's just, It'd be interesting. Not exactly I, I, what I would do. Yeah, it's it's a different take on it, but like I put myself in position last year to spend all that money on pitching. It blew up. Like, like for example, how much did you spend on uh, Jose Abreu? You spent eighteen dollars on Jose Abreu, right? Right. Do you see either one of these guys ever doing what Jose more than what Jose Abreu has done in his career? In his career, I think Torkelson has definitely has a shot for it. Actually, you know what? I, I'm going to throw this out here. Whoever is the White Sox first baseman. They've had a great first baseman for 25 years. Like I yeah, remember when, so like I, I trust the White Sox to develop a first baseman more than just about any other team in baseball. It is I, I've only seen them have successful first basemen since 90, 1990. And you've been but like so last year or t- so uh, Jose Abreu, uh, let's see, 2019, he had a good season last year, right? He was he was ranked 69th overall. I don't know what first baseman that is but he had 85 runs 33 home runs 123 rbis uh two solo base and a 330 obp that's a great first baseman that's awesome i would take that on my team in a heartbeat and i think someone paid i think i, I don't know he was he was under 20 dollars last year he was under 20 dollars this year you can spend under 20 dollars and get a and get a first baseman that's going to do that and it's just you know yeah so they're uh Think about it this way, Matty. If if I could spend a dollar on that, I've got twenty eight dollars to go through and get Xander Bogarts again next year. You know, like sure, I, I think, sure, sure, sure. But so you're going to spend more. You're going to spend money on two AAA spots in the off season. Yeah, we'll, we'll see where so it you, goes, buddy. Like I, I've got some nice little two year contracts. I'm sure I could flip and be perfectly content with. Perfectly content, and I've got one of the deepest stock of one year of one year franchise guys like i should be able to flip some of these guys and get a little bit of assets for it like the, sure, I, sure sure I, sure yeah i i, I, I look i guess i'll end it at this i look at your team this year it, you have a lot of the same things you've done over the past couple of years just you've built a definitely i would say at least in your hitting side of things i agree with you 100 a very you know overall even keel kind of type of team it does a little bit in everything and uh it's it was a team that i think me and dom talked about liking a lot in the beginning of the season and even now so yeah well done yeah we definitely have said that you are you know consistent week in and week out on both sides i know we said it's sneaky but it's definitely not sneaky anymore so um yeah so we'll move on to last week's Matchups really quickly. Um, we'll start off with Scotty and Gus. This was a 6-3 victory for Scotty. I was cheering for Gus all week to try to make it a uh, little closer. 
But Scotty, 34 runs, 12 homers, 31 RBIs, four stolen bases, a .355 OBP, one save, 70 Ks, a 2.79 ERA, a 1.27 whip, and three quality starts. For Gus, 34 runs, seven homers, 28 RBIs, 10 stolen bases, a .32 OBP, two saves, 23 Ks, a 4.18 ERA, a one. 0.01 whip and two quality starts. They, you know, um, Scotty uh, taking K's. He had 70 K's, um, a 3.55 OBP, 31 runs, and 12 homers, and they tied in runs. Um, I thought Scotty was going to do a little better this week, but you know, he Gus put up a fight and uh, he did well. So. Uh, one save for Scotty, you know, as, but saves I feel like are fluctuating. Last week was a crazy week with the all the cancellations and stuff like that. So, yeah, there was a lot and a lot of makeup games and a lot of games that just didn't really have a save opportunity. Um, or I don't know, not, not of course they did it, but I'm just saying, yeah, Gus had 10, <laughs> 10 stolen bases, he had three from Otani, three from Otani in one week. That's crazy. You, hey, and shout out to Gus for sending a guy. Him. Yeah, shout out to Gus for sending a guy, a starting pitcher that made a good move to bench him because none of the pitching was in play and he would have put Whip up for contention if the guy got blown up and he did. So shout out to Gus for playing it, even though he's you know out of it. Uh, good job, Gus. Much appreciation. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I agree too. That's a great shout out too because someone was ripping on Gus's team for a long time. Uh, not to mention his name, Niz. But um, I, you look at Niz's team and it's just poo poo crap right now. So, but good job, Gus. Yeah, you know, we know him. You know, but yeah, he uh, he's still in it, even though he's out of it. He's he's going to show up every week. All right, we will move on to. Dave and, Dave and Max. Max, or a.k.a. the spoiler, uh, 7-3 victory for Dave, 30 runs, 6 homers, 32 RBIs, 5 stolen bases, a .359 OBP, 1 save, 58 Ks, a 3.38 ERA, a 1.08 whip, and 4 quality starts for the gesture, 29 runs, 12 homers, 36 RBIs, Three stolen bases, a .336 OBP, four saves, 43 Ks, a 6.30 ERA, a 1.63 whip, and two quality starts. Dave, I mean, I we said it again. I thought he had a great team before the trade deadline going in there, and then he sold off, and now I think his team was is even better. Um, this, you know, Max is his schedule he's been it's been tough for him and uh but dave um four quality starts you know he had giolito get a a no hitter so that pretty much sealed you know pitching for him that week but uh you know i was surprised he lost the homers and the rbis but max guys took care of that but max struggling with that pitching era of 6.30 i know he was after Giolito got the perfect game or the no hitter, he was he kind of had to just throw everything he could and hope he he could 
make up in uh, strikeouts or quality starts. But Max had four saves, but it was a rough one for the for the gesture. You kind of just want to go to Max's team and get him to hug, you know? It's like, it's okay. <laughs> Next year will be better. Just pat it on the back, you know? Give him a tissue, let him blow in, let him blow it in your nose. I mean, man, I don't know what to say yet. I, I, Dave's team, he turned it um, – so a bunch of trades from selling to, you know, if the season was longer, I think Dave might have a shot, and he has a great shot next year, and Max has an amazing shot next year. I mean – Max's team is, still looks really, really good. So, shit, it is what it is. Yeah, Max just keeps running into buzzsaw after buzzsaw. Like, he ran into me when I was hot. He ran into Dave when he was hot. I feel bad for Max's strength of schedule. But, you know, it sort of is what it is. Just play what you can play. Yeah. And we'll move on to Sean and Ken, you know, Ken with his big 5-4 victory. I'm reading, telling us to read a book. But Ken, 29 runs, uh, 11 homers, 35 RBIs, zero stolen bases, a point, uh, .364 OBP, two saves, 70 Ks, uh, ERA of 5.03 and one with it, a whip of 1.51 and four quality starts. Sean, 48 runs, 12 homers, 34 RBIs, three stolen bases, a .375 OBP, one save, 63 Ks, a 5.17 ERA, a 1.51 whip, and four quality starts. I know Ken's bragging about this, but, you know, it's he won, so I guess he's, you know, he can uh, tell us he was right. But, uh, you know, he only beat Sean by one. What was he writing? I don't know. He, technically, he won, even though it's a 5-4 and the 5-4-1. But, you know... Um, he won, but he's still not going to make the playoffs. Good right. job, you won. Exactly. So, you know him. What was he bragging about? I don't know. Tell us how because he was. He, we all picked him to lose, and he won. He won, so he, you know. He, oh. That's that's you know. He was, he was ta- talking trash to us, I guess, with his five four win. So last week, uh, you, Dom, you said Sean was going to win 7-3. I said he was Sean was going to win 8-2, and PJ said he was going to win 8-2. So, yes. So, we were wrong, Ken. Congratulations. Yes. Me, PJ, and Dom were wrong. Yes, you were correct, Ken. You, you're the man. You won. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. That, that they're, we can move on. Those yes. two teams are... All right, we'll move Sean's on. somewhat relevant. Ken is not yes. relevant. We'll move on to the first place team. Uh, big victory over Niz. Congratulations, uh, Memo. Uh, 45 runs, 14 homers, 34 RBIs, 7 stolen bases, a .380 whip, 5 saves, 47 Ks, a 3.08 ERA, 1.39 whip, and 2 quality starts for Niz. 23 runs, four homers, 26 RBIs, five stolen bases, a .277 OBP, zero saves, 45 Ks, a 4.86 ERA, a 1.21 or 2.4 whip, and three quality starts. Niz had 31 less, no, uh, 26 less at bats than Memo did. And then Memo had one less inning than him. So Memo took, you know, his team is balanced in that and 
He doesn't play the quality starts, but, you know, he plays the ERA and whip game and the saves and seven stolen bases for you, a solid OBP and 14 homers, you know, and a crazy weak memo. Solid offensive numbers, all five of them for sure. Yeah, and it's this funny. is like – oh, go ahead, sorry. I'll say, I, I was trying to chase Case, and it almost cost me ERA and whip. Like I, I have Lester on my team, and I, I – I should never play him on the road. He gets blown up every single time. You can only play him at home. Um, but I was trying to sweep this just because it'd be fun to sweep him. And uh, tried to trace K's, and Lester got lit. Um, so it won't happen again. Like I, I should have been number one in ERA, number one, uh, number two in WHIP, um, and, and stack up pretty nicely. But I, I've been kind of playing and tinkering with the team in terms of lineup, who to do, who not to do. And uh, I, I think this week, Tom. We'll get into it later, but uh, it should be the first of my playoff lineups just to see what I can do. If this is the first of your playoff lineup, you're already losing 7 1. It's one day, man. One day. I know, I know. Come on, um, This Memo versus Niz matchup is kind of like the JV, I mean, the freshman team playing the varsity team, like on a homecoming weekend or something like that, like in football in high school. And they're like, hey, it was like I have a fun scrimmage game, and this is what it looks like. Yeah, like PJ says, I have and have nots, and Memo definitely was playing. I have not, so Memo does did what you're supposed to do against a team like that and take care of business. So that's why he's yep. in first place. We'll move on to me and Chris. A six-three victory for me. I was hoping a little more out of it. Um, Thirty-eight runs for me, ten homers, twenty-eight RBIs, three stolen bases, a point three three seven OBP, three saves, sixty-eight Ks. A 4.24 ERA, a 1.24 whip, and six quality starts for Chris Team Blah. 27 runs, seven homers, 23 RBIs, three stolen bases of .350 OBP, zero saves, 45 Ks, a 3.68 ERA, a 1.2 whip, and three quality starts. I was losing uh, ERA and whip, and then I pitched someone. I pitched uh, Alvarez coming back from Miami off of the off of Sandy Alcantara off of the just hoping that maybe I could catch lightning in a bottle and I probably would have better off not pitching him and just had my relievers go and I maybe uh, could have won whip that day but uh, um, you know in hindsight it's twenty twenty but uh, I felt like my office numbers for the considering how they've been last couple of weeks, they were least competitive in homers, uh, RBIs, and runs. And then I did well in Ks in quality starts, and all I needed was one save against Chris, and I was safe there. So, Yeah, I mean, you got six quality starts. That was the most. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, Chris isn't – his team isn't like a Ken or a, a Niz's team, but – uh you know, it's on the lower of the middle pack. And, uh, 6 3 is a good win. I would say those RBIs are kind of low. You got 10 home runs. That means you only got 18 extra RBIs instead of uh, home runs. Yeah. I'd be a little, a little worrisome, but, but yeah, it is what it is. You've had better weeks. Yeah. All right. We'll move on to the last uh, matchup. You, buddy, versus PJ, a 7-2 victory. Uh, we knew it all week that PJ was losing because we weren't hearing from him. Uh, 46 runs for you, 14 homers, 50 RBIs, one stolen base, a point 
375 OBP, three saves, 52 Ks, a 3.02 ERA, a 1.16 whip, and two quality starts for PJ. 33 runs, 12 homers, 35 RBIs, two stolen bases, a .327 OBP, three saves, 47 Ks, 3.73 ERA, a 1.30 whip, and three quality starts. Uh, you lost state, uh, stolen bases, you tied saves, and you lost quality starts. But, uh, you know, PJ's been – he's had those weeks where his offense goes off and then it kind of levels out and then it goes off and kind of levels out. And, you know, you took care of business. 50 RBIs, 46 runs, 14 homers, uh, .375 uh, OBP. So nice week for you offensively for sure. Yeah, I mean, I I mean, go back two weeks, you know, I had a 50, 22, 52, 5, 382. Uh, you know, this week was 46, 14, 51, 375. I feel like, you know, you know, with the trades I've made and even before the trades I've made, I, I got a strong offense and, uh, you know, and it, it definitely an, can hold it. Sorry. But, um, that's impressive considering he had 32 more at-bats and you beat him. And all the offensive categories, but the stolen bases. Yeah, I was looking at it too. Like even some, like uh, I think I was looking at Memo's team. His Memo, you had me and you had the same amount of home runs. You had a better OBP, but I mean, you, you had five more at bats. It's not like a, a, an insane a lot, but your your team just hit a little bit better than mine. But um, yeah, the fifty RBIs. I was I was really happy with that because uh, I, I think. I mean, I'm gonna. You're gonna need. You're gonna need to hit like 14 to 20 home runs with 45 plus runs in RBIs if you're, you think you're gonna win anything in the playoffs. So, uh, but uh, PJ, yeah, PJ had a, a great week against Gus, and then a not so great week against me. But you know, even with me beating him seven two, dude's still in the playoffs. So yeah. we'll see how it goes. Yeah, you, craziness. Exactly. What I say is I say it every so often. Um, all hail King Maddie. I, I think the there's someone was coming for the crown and uh you put the young whippersnapper down. Uh really, really proud of you for, for slapping that down and making sure you knew and you established dominance. Um you're the best in the business, Maddie. So nice job, man. We'll see. So I got a couple more weeks. <laughs> yeah. All right, we'll move on to the next uh this week's uh matchups here. Uh, we'll start off with PJ and Dave, a.k.a. the spoiler. Uh, right now, PJ's got a 4-3 lead um, right now. Um, before, you know, the game started today, um, PJ's got Scotty left next week, and then Dave's got Niz. So, uh, tough road for PJ, for sure, going against Dave and then Scotty. But PJ's got 13 starters this week. Dave's got 11, and Giolito wasn't doing very well today. Um, but before that, even had that, I had Dave pulling up a upset on PJ with a 6-4. But I think he might be a little closer now that the games have started. Yeah, I had it like a 4-4 kind of looking thing. Like, I was looking back at their stolen bases. Uh, Dave had five last week. Uh, and the week before that, I think he had five. Uh, let's see right here. Dave had – oh, he had four. Um, and PJ's, you know, PJ's get some solo bases. He had eight two weeks ago. This past week he had two. So, 
don't know. I, I, either the stolen bases or the saves, I think they might tie in. I know Dave may maybe not get that many, but um, I have 4-4. Four, four. Memo? Yeah, I actually have P.J. still coming through and getting a, eking out a 5-4 W. Uh, just looking through, it's, the stolen bases just seem like they're kind of clustery, so I'm not sure where to go. I mean, obviously saves would be uh, – but I think P.J. is the – more balanced team. Dave has got some weaknesses. Um, Dave is just going to be playing the spoiler, which is kind of fun. Uh, but PJ should be able to pull it out. Uh, he will almost be eliminated from contention after this week. Um, but PJ will definitely still be around. Yeah. yeah. All right. We'll move on to, uh, I guess, as PJ claimed last week, two teams have not. Uh, Gus versus Chris. Uh, right now, Gus has a 4-2 lead. Um Going in this, uh, Chris has got Memo next week, and Gus has Sean. Um, going in this week, Chris has nine starting pitchers. Gus has four. Um, I know Gus is obviously uh, – Chris seems like he's been a little more around and more active of late than he was at the beginning of the season. Uh, and they, obviously we know Gus. We know him. He's going to be active. But Chris having five more starting pitchers compared to Gus – I think it's going to be – I got it as a 5-5 five, five tie, somewhere around there. Yeah, I got Gus squeaking it out 6-4. Um, I, I saw that Chris had more starting pitchers, but I think they might get lit up, some of them. So, not lit up, but just – I think Gus could squeak out maybe an extra category in the pitching. And we'll see how it goes. So, 6-4 uh, Gus. Uh, I apologize, guys. They're not a contending team, so I didn't put zero thought or effort into them. Um, so That's I'll fine. definitely we'll move on. It doesn't really move on. Yeah. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> All right, we'll move on to everyone is hurt. Kenny versus uh, the gesture here. Um, going in, Max has got you next week, Maddie. And then uh, Kenny's got me. Uh, Max has eight starting pitchers. Ken has ten. Right now, Ken's got a 5-4 uh, lead going. Cole was a little, getting roughed up a little earlier tonight. Um, but I, I figured this one was going to be, before I even saw the game, I thought this was going to be another close one too. Um, and I had a, a tie, a 5-5 going into this. Yeah, I, I had the exact same thing. Not to say it like just looking at what it is now. I, honestly, I just said it a 5-5 tie myself. So, yeah, I got to tell you what, I actually really, really think that Jester um, somehow loses again. Uh, he just seems to be, whoever plays him seems to have a pretty solid week. So I'm just going to say it ends like it is right now, 5-4. Uh, I, I think Jester's first opening starts with his ERA whip are pretty rough, especially with uh, 11 innings in already. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. The next one, Scott and Niz. Domino yeah. just I'm, – I'm not being rude. I think that yeah. it is what it is. Scotty's probably going to win, so just move on to you and Memo. Yeah, exactly. I, I, had, I had Scotty versus 8-2. to two. All right, and then okay. we'll move on to me and Uncle Memo here. Um, I have 14 starters this week, and Memo's got seven, and Memo doesn't play the quality start. Here, uh, I had my two aces go today, and they ace like they're supposed to. Um, so, and then um, 
I know it's going to be tough for me on the offensive side. I've been struggling all year. Um, I figure I'm probably mental probably has the advantage in the saves on the pitching side. Uh, but I think I have the other categories if I can play this right. And I got a good start to it. And then I'm hoping I can get OBP or something like that. And but I think I think it's going to be like a 5-5 tie for us. Oh, Dom, you're selling yourself short, kid. 6-3 you, buddy. Like you, you're going to love that. I would love yeah, it. My, my pitching this week does not align. I, I don't have anything. Um, this would be if the playoffs were this week, I would lose almost for sure. My, my pitcher, my batters are going up against some pretty quality pitchers and my pitching doesn't have a lot of quality starts. So it's going to be a rough week for me, um, but I'll definitely, I'm going to eke out some offensive categories. I'll probably sneak in a saves and, you know, might be able to gameplay and get uh, either ERI and whip. And if I get close, uh, you know, I'll play through that. But I definitely give you the victory this week, buddy. Congratulations. Well, I hope I hope that's how it comes out. About. Yeah, I, I was looking at it and Dom had a insane amount of pitchers this week versus yours. And I, I, before they even started, I saw they had two aces going today. So I kind of gave them all the pitching categories saves i don't know it's kind of a crapshoot but regardless of that even if it was four uh i thought memo's uh offensive guys were uh you know maybe a little bit better or at least they've been playing better um but i kind of gave down one of those categories maybe two so i kind of got it like a six four maybe it could be a five five but um somewhere in that range uh, um i don't know but i kind of swayed my opinion when i looked at it today and i saw that like Memos guys kind of, I mean, you're still can, you only got four, I mean, innings, 3.1 innings, but you've got a really high ERA already. Don's ERA were just, it's, I had it, you already got two fucking quality starts down, 18 Ks, Jesus Christ. I had the Beavs and DeGrom pitch today. Oh, well, it's that yeah, is special for you. It is. It is special having them pitch twice this week. It's special. Yeah, his trade schedule is so strong this week. Like, there's, there's no way I was going to beat him. I was looking at it, and it was terrible. Yeah, so. All right, and then we'll move on to the last one, Maddie versus Sean. Right now, Maddie is behind 5-1. to one. Um, Both of you have nine starting pitchers this week uh, starts, uh, but uh, I like your offense. I know Sean likes to – he just sticks around, and he puts up a good fight. But uh, oh my God, does he? He's just playing spoiler right now. Yeah, piss me off. But I have you squeaking out a six-four W this week. Yeah, originally I had myself like a seven-three. I thought that some of my matchups uh, were going to be a little bit better. I thought like Colorado's got a couple games going. I thought Hampson was going to play. It doesn't look like he is. Um, and uh, I'm assuming they're going to make up the game. I thought they were going to make up the game today. You know. Um, but they, they did a doubleheader yesterday, so uh, I don't know. Um, I had myself 7-3. Maybe it's like a 5-5 five, five now, um, but I, I'll get myself up. I don't know. 6-4. Sean's already got three home runs. It's ridiculous. I'm, I'm just throwing this out here. You're hearing it for first. The Sean victory tour it commences this week with a 6-3 victory over Kid for the win. Wow. Ooh. Wow. What do we tie in? Uh, uh, I have no idea. Something. Some, yeah, that's yeah, it's right. going to be saves or steals. Like it's always either saves or steals, right? But it, it, it always is. It's yeah, rarely it's, anything else. 
Yeah, rarely anything else. So, but he's gonna. I have a feeling. I was looking at some of his matchups, and um, I, I would not bet against Sean this week. I think he. I think he's got a good shot. You know, just overall speaking, this is the first week where a lot of teams have eight matchups. Um, there's just that many doubleheaders this week. It's crazy. Like if you if you look at the schedule, like I think there's nine teams or ten teams that have eight uh, matchups this week. Crazy. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll wrap up with uh, beer or beverage of the week. You got anything for us this week, Uncle Memo? Uh, you know what? I apologize. I I don't because I don't remember the name, but I had this delicious, sour, fruity place uh, at the football draft. Um, and for the life of me, I can't remember it, but it was uh, just absolutely glorious. I'll, I'll text it out of here. But it, is, uh, it was very, very good. Uh, so I will pass. All right, Maddie, what do you what do you what do you got this week for us? So, um, I actually, I'm not gonna lie, I had uh, two Miller Lights while we were doing this, just because we wanted a beer. Um, but uh, I just opened up a uh, Victory, their uh, Sour Monkey, their uh, Sour Monkey Triple. It's a uh, nine and a half percent. I had one when I came home after the draft the other day, and I completely just passed out. Uh, so, you know, I was already had a little buzz on me, but uh, I like I like this. It's a uh, it's a good sour. Uh, it's got a funny monkey on it, um, but uh, it, it's it's good. It, you know, it's a, it's a, it's kind of in that pilsner type of range. Um, it's fruity a little bit, but it has that Belgium yeast swirl throughout it. So it, you know, um, it's how they say it's pucker up to a bite of citrus laden tang, ending with a delicious, a delectable experience. Um, it's good. I, I've I've seen this beer a while. I've always wanted to try it, and uh, just kind of an interesting little uh, twist on things. Uh, Sour Monkey uh, Triple. It's good beer. Yeah, their stuff is high in alcohol for sure. All it, it it really is like all of it. I, I even got a I got their just their their Belgium, and I think it's like ten percent. Yeah. The gold the Golden Monkey. Yeah. The Golden Monkey is their Belgium uh, style uh, Triple. Is nine and a half. Yeah. I mean Belgium's. You're typically going to get something a little bit higher in it, but uh, dang. I mean, I, I know I'm not a Niz or a Dave. I, I can only have like a couple, of nine, one or two of those nine percenters, and I'm done. Yeah. Um, my mine of uh, this week was uh, buckle down the hideout hazy IPA. It was one where, like, at first I wasn't. Which right. one? I had the hideout hazy one. They got like three different uh, uh, different hideouts. They got the green, they br- like the green can. Okay, this the original one then. Yeah, okay. yeah. Like that was one. Like I wasn't crazy about it at first, but the more I drank it, the more I liked it. Yeah, those are good. Those are really good. They're they're one with the orange in it, and like the um or uh, not orange. Uh, it's got some type of other fruit in it, uh, tangerine or something like that. Oh my god, that one's insane. Yeah, I so like good. them. I'm so, glad, so good. I like them a lot. Um, whenever I can see anything they have at uh, Benny's, I usually grab it. So it's – I wish they were a little closer. Like you're in a perfect spot to grab them. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was definitely one – the more I drank, I liked it. So I know they had a ton of hazies. But uh, before we wrap it up, any last notes, Memo? Like to say Actually, real fast, on the Beer of the Week, I just wanted to say Imperial Oak – just moved in down the street from my house, actually, on uh, Ogden Avenue. 
there was a bar called Brixie's on Ogden and uh, East West Street in um, Brookfield. Yeah, it's still Brookfield. It's right across the street from the uh, the arcade, the um, Galloping Ghost Arcade. And uh, they, Imperial Oak bought that bar, Brixie's, and now will be having a tap room out of that place. Nice. It is six minutes away from my house. Yeah, you got some uh, good breweries right there. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so it's 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 happening a little bit, and then down the street from my house too. There's one. I, I kind of want to check it out. It's um, it kind of get your more of your standard type of, you know, you got a pilsner, they got a um, a wit, um, they got a, a couple of darker beers and stuff like that. But it's a really small room. Um, it's like Kirschenheimer, Kirschen something over. It's over on Roosevelt, um, just north of me. That's about maybe ten minutes away. So they're they're. It's crazy how all these breweries are popping up all over the place, and it's it's nice to see, you know. I mean, even this, excuse me, this day and age where you know there's so much going on, but yeah, go ahead. sorry, Domino. Uh, no, no problem, Memo. Any last thoughts? Uh, so two really quick last thoughts. One, if you, it's another beer one. If you go to microphone, they have to give me the fruit that just came out. It's a fruited wheat ale, like strawberry, raspberry, and like boysenberry. It's fruity and just delicious. It's it's highly recommend it to dom i appreciate you not going too heavy on me this week you know six three victory for you perfectly okay um but you know try not to spank me too hard it'll be bad um but just so you know if you win you have to play scotty in the playoffs in the first round so i'm okay losing for it and lastly, <laughs> go white Sox. like you know please let's uh let's do something against minnesota and uh it's fun to see a, a first place teams in chicago uh, it's good for everyone. Uh, thanks for having me on, guys. Uh, definitely a long-time listener. Uh, I get hungry doing this, too. So it, it's the knowledge that you give me is, is fantastic. Well, thank you. Memo, uh, Maddie, any last thoughts? I just want to say, again, I appreciate everyone's generous offer. Uh, gift, I mean, not offer, but gift the other day. Uh, even if you guys gave me nothing, it was like a card or just the bobblehead, that would have been awesome. You guys are I told, I look I lean over and looked at Dave. I'm like I kind of feel like an asshole for all the shitty things I've said about everybody, um, but I'm not going to stop doing that because that would not be me. Um, and I'm just going to say that I will maybe uh, tone it down a little bit. Um, not that I say that whatever. I, I just I, I appreciate that so much, and it brought brought me to tears. Um, besides that, I, I think what Memo just said that was the one thing I was going to say too. Two teams in Chicago being in like first place or doing very, very well. And I know it's a shortened season, but um, the Cubs and the White Sox play each other the last three games of the season, at least for, for those two teams. And then they go in the playoffs, right? Yes. How cool that would be to see those two teams play those last three games, then both of them go into the playoffs. Maybe as, you know, as, as, as you know, a top seed in the playoffs. And, you know, I mean, I don't know. I'm just going to throw this out there. Is it a year that we can see a Cubs – fucking White Sox World Series? Like, how freaking cool would that be? And I, I know probably we wouldn't be able to go to the game. Right. But Of all the years. I mean. To have it. And then there'd be out of all the years, yes. Yes. It would be just – it would just it would be another one of those random, wonderful things. I mean, random things. And then, I mean, I could see also people jam-packing bars where yeah. everyone's not wearing masks and everything like that. And then, like, a week or two later, there's, like, a thousand different COVID breakouts. But – um Regardless of that, 
I, I just, it's kind of cool. I agree a hundred percent with Memo said that it's very cool to see two Chicago Chiefs in the first place. Well said. Memo, thanks again for coming on. Thanks for your insight. Uh, as always, pleasure having you on. Maddie, always a great job. Um, I'm glad you enjoyed. Again, we just wanted to show our appreciation. So uh, everyone continue to stay safe, stay classy, and we'll see how these last two weeks out. So you stay classy, Chicago baseball. All hail, Keith.